You're listening to the Not Dead Yet podcast, powered by Mechanical Hub Media. I'm your host, John Masonbrink, and joining me every week is my co-host and good friend, Tim Ward. We will be taking you on a journey around the trade industry with straight talk, special guests, and exclusive interviews. So sit back and enjoy, and we hope you'll tune in every week and subscribe. Welcome on in to the Not Dead Yet podcast, powered by Mechanical Hub Media. I'm with Tim Ward. How you doing, Tim? JP, I'm doing great. How are things on your end? Awesome. Awesome. I'm really excited to get this thing off the ground and running. Uh, it's our pilot or inaugural uh, episode. And thanks for hopping on, Tim. And you'll be with us every week. I will. Awesome. Hopefully, it won't be our pilot episode only. That's right. You know, uh, earlier this year, uh, Mechanical Hub discussed doing podcasts. And, you know, when this COVID, let me just say bullshit, hit the fan, it seemed more apparent that the podcast was a direction we wanted to go. And with uh, partners Eric Ani and Andy Mickelson are in the the throes of doing the Make Trade Great Again podcast. And you can listen to that every week as well. And they uh, talk about the trades. They're two plumbing and heating trade contractors, and they have a great discussion every week amongst themselves. And uh, Tim and I, we've been in the industry a a really long time, and um, we thought, you know, no one really wants to listen to us dopes talk amongst each other. So we decided to have some special guests, some exclusive interviews, and had some fun along the way. So, you know, we're really excited about that. Yeah, I I, I will echo what John said about Eric and Andy's Make Trades Great Again podcast. It's it's a great podcast. We highly recommend if you've not heard that, go out there onto your you know your Spotify or TuneIn, whatever option that you use for your podcast, and subscribe to the Make Trades Great Again. It's it's really good, and we're hoping that what John and I can bring to our Mechanical Hub Not Dead Yet podcast is, as he said, lots of. Irreverent conversations with industry VIPs. We want to talk about things going on in the industry, but a lot of what we want to talk about are things behind the industry. Things you know, learn about the people that we know names, but we really don't know who they are. So I'm really excited about this, John. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I know we've talked to, we've got a lot of uh, VIPs or industry professionals and people not in the industry. We've we've talked to, and they're excited about coming on with us. We've we're really excited about our first podcast interview that we're doing here uh, in the next couple of days. So, um, yeah, I think, John, this is going to be a, a lot of fun, and it's just another uh, piece of our media conglomerate that we're building with Mechanical Hub Media, with our websites, our social media channels, our newsletters. It's really exciting. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to say, like, people are like, who's John Mason Rankin, Tim Ward? So if I could just you know, give a little background on on myself. I've been covering the trade industry as a journalist uh, for about nearly 20 years now. I'd say almost 10 years ago. We're coming up on our 10-year anniversary. Um, So be on the lookout for some wild party coming up. But, you know, that's pending on uh, this whole pandemic situation. But anyway, so yeah, about 10 years ago, uh, I had an idea of taking 
uh, a kind of a media platform and making it all digital. And uh, I met with Eric Ani, yeah, about ten years ago, and we sat at a trade show and uh, we discussed the idea. And you know, Eric is a very progressive contractor and very good at social media, so he was all on board. And uh, it was just kind of the boost that I needed to kind of partner with him and, and do this. And so we've run a very successful online, you know, resource, digital only with our three websites. And now with social media, it's just, uh, it's just blossomed. And then, you know, Tim came along a, a couple of years or maybe a year right after that. It was about a year after that. Yeah. And he's helped us. He's been with us nine, nine years now. So kind of doing the best we can and, and keeping it real and authentic as, and as best as that we can do. Um, interestingly enough, my path took me a long time to graduate. I, I graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Madison uh, with an English major. And I probably went there maybe 10 years. I joke about that, but it's pretty close. Five, five actual academic years, but off and on, I took time off. But um, in the time that I took off, I, I lived with people who were in the trades. My roommates were carpenters, and they were uh, mold makers, <clears throat> and they were plumbers. And I don't know what my attitude was when I was that young. And I'm just like, well, I went to college. So I am, I hate to say it, like better than these people, or I have an educate, you know, but it doesn't make a difference. It really doesn't. And the trades is a great way to make a living. And if I look back and I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't have spent the freaking 10 years of my life and the money and, you know, the loans I had to pay back because I would have already had made a great decision to be in the trades. I would have done it. Honestly, I would have gone into the trades and made that decision. And I don't know where my life would have been, but I can tell you that talking to the friends I've made over the years in this industry, they have great careers, great families, and you can't outsource a plumbing job to China. The trades are always going to be there and exemplified by the fact that we have essential workers during a pandemic when it's very dangerous to go into homes and to work on people's houses. They are considered essential. They will always have the work. Now, that's not to say some commercial work across the country or some small pockets of residential guys are kind of feeling it. I think a lot of people are feeling it. But I've talked to other people who have said that they're still, you know, it's their best months ever. So I just, you know, I, I have a great admiration for the the trades people, the trades in general, the industry, when I say the industry has been very good to me, I've made a great, you know, a great living and made a lot of great friends in this industry. And I hope to continue as long as I can. And that's kind of a, a play on how we named the Not Dead Yet podcast is that, you know, Tim and I are, you know, we're in our fifties now and uh, we're a little older than, you know, some of the social media powerhouses, but Tim, we're not dead yet. We're not dead yet. Um, and, and, you know, listen, you talk a little bit about your your kind of road to where you are today. I, John and I met, I remember this vividly. Uh, John and I met in 2005. I kind of like John took a little bit of, 
out of high school, went straight to college for a year, wasn't ready for it. Actually joined Uncle Sam's Army, uh, spent eight years in the military, four active, uh, spent, I was in the first Gulf Storm, uh, Desert Storm, quite, uh, I wouldn't say enjoyable, but you know, I, Uncle Sam was good to me. I received two college educations after I got out of uh, the military. So, um, but I grew up in a plumbing contracting family. My grandfather started a plumbing business in Champaign, Illinois in 1947 after he got out of the army. Um, and until he died in 2001, it was in our family. I could have, I remember working as a little kid in the warehouse, um, you know, just putting parts and pieces together and, uh, for my, uh, grandfather and my uncles and sweeping floors and stuff like that. I never really wanted to follow in the family footsteps. I always wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to write. I wanted to see the world. So I got my uh, one of my college degrees, a journalism degree at Kansas State University. And I kind of found my way into this industry like John, um, bouncing around with in media companies. I actually was hired by ASPE, American Society of Plumbing Engineers in early 2000s and worked with them, uh, worked on their publish, all their magazines and their marketing. Uh, that's where John and I met when he first started working in the industry with one of the other trade publications. And then over the years, John and I worked in, uh, I ran a public relations firm in Chicago for not nine, almost 10 years. Um, and that I was lucky enough to have several industry manufacturers that were my clients. Um, so I got to know the industry from that side of the table very well. And then knowing Eric and John, I had known Eric through meeting him at trade shows through John. We got together, uh, decided that I wanted to take a different approach with my own personal life. And I was tired of, you know, 14, 15 hour days, uh, hour days in Chicago and thought there was more to life. And um, so John and Eric had a kind of gave me the proverbial offer. And I was like, well, this is great opportunity to help build this organization, kind of bring my business, um, not only my journalism background, but, you know, years in communications and public relations and some of my marketing background to the company. So we've really grown together over the last nine, 10 years, John. I mean, going into our 10th year next year in 2021, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, what we've, from the day one, I started working with you and Eric and we had the little mechanical hub website. And then we grew it into the plumbing perspective and hydronics hub and our newsletters and kind of grew our, our media footprint from there. And as social media grew, Eric kind of, a, a, a kind of found his validity and, and, and what he enjoyed the most with running some of our social media platforms. And, you know, we, you know, knock on wood that we're still around in 10 years, but as John said, the last six months have been really strange for people all over this world. And yet a lot of what we do, we saw hiccups, but talking to manufacturers, they're, they've had good months. They've had great months. Now we hear some concerns about what's it looked like down the road as, you know, architect drawings and less, less building is, you know, commercial building is done. We'll see. But um, I'm, I'm really excited about this opportunity to do these podcasts and bring people on that, you know, may have something to do with the industry, may not. Um, and, you know, talk about what's going on in the world. Yeah, for sure. And again, Tim, thanks for your service. I know uh, you were in the Army and you were in part of that desert storm. And if you can, tell tell 
people what you did actually during that time. I think it's kind of interesting. So, so my job with the United States Army out of basic training, I, I was a 13 Foxtrot. I was a forward observer. That was my job. I was one of these people that had a, uh, a life, uh, I guess what they say in the army, you, you, you've got a, I had like a two minute lifespan in a, in a, in a case of war because I'm, I'm up on a hill looking through binoculars or utilizing, um, whatever means I have to scout enemy territory, uh, call in, uh, air support or call in howitzers or tanks. So as that, as the 13 Foxtrot, I am the person calling in the grid coordinates for the airplanes or the ships or tanks or howitzers to be um, targeted to, to aim to take out a an army battalion or a, a, some secure facility. So that was my job out of the army. While I was in the army, I, I joke with people that my I was Radar O'Reilly. Uh, I was the mm-hmm. commander's driver. I was the general's driver. I was the colonel's driver. Um, I had a, a lot of cool jobs, but um, yeah, I was basically Radar O'Reilly when I was in the service. So you were, you mentioned airplanes. So how old are you? They weren't jets at this point. They were airplanes. <laughs> they were jets. Uh, I, I'm the A-10 Warthogs, the uh, tank killers that would fly over and you hear the uh, uh, 50 cows going off from the Warthogs, the A-10s. Yeah, it's, I, 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 not biplanes. These are actual jets, John. I, in my early fifties, I'm just a year older than you. Yeah. But it no, was, I enjoyed my time in the service. And as I indicated, I got two college degrees out of it. I didn't have a lot of student loans to pay back. And I've got friends that I actually vacation with once every couple of years, army buddies that we get together with our wives and spend some time together. And much like you and uh, Monica, John's wife, Monica, and Heather and Eric, we've spent time together on trips. Um, you know, you find that you become comfortable as you get older and you, you meet your group of friends and you really want to spend time with friends and family. That's all that life's about at this point in life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well said. Again, I just wanted to go back to the, the podcast. We are excited to do it. Uh, this is our first pilot, but again, it's, it's about our guests and we can't be more excited and we are super stoked. Our first guest uh, is Steve Richman from Milwaukee Tools, the group president of Milwaukee Tools. He will be our first interview and our second podcast. So stay tuned for that. And uh, it'll be exciting. It'll be informative. And um, I think it'll be super cool. Yeah. For those of you that don't know who Steve is, um, we've had the – John, you've met him many, many times. I've had the opportunity to speak with them and, and uh, meet him a couple different times. Uh, but he's the king of disruption. Um, that's kind of his thing. Um, he's the man that makes the magic happen. Yes, him. and we're really looking forward to talking to Steve and and hearing a li- not only a little bit about what's going on with Milwaukee Tool, but you know, a little bit about a little bit about Steve. He he's got a pretty uh, pretty impressive background with what he's done with the companies he's worked for. So we're looking forward to having that conversation with Steve in a couple of days. Awesome. Well, again, uh, we'll close with this, but. Um, Please stay tuned uh, for, like I said, our first podcast with Steve Richman of Milwaukee Tools. We will announce other special guests within the trade and some other sports figures and, you know, guests that we find interesting, not only in the industry, but just 
cool people that we want to talk to. So um, we're excited about this. And John, I, I do have one quick question to ask you. Oh, sure. When was the last time you said today is a great day? Today is a great day? Yeah. When was the last time you said that? Well, I'm going fishing on Friday for a week. So probably on Friday, I will be saying today is a great day. Um, I, we, I, we have a we have a trip planned to Canada every year and they closed the damn border on us. So we have decided to go to the northern, one of the northernmost points in Minnesota with uh, seven great guys that I fish with. And uh, we will spend a week smoking cigars, drinking whiskey and catching a lot of fish, hopefully. Yeah, I, I said that last week as, um, as John, you know, I, I celebrated my 53rd birthday last Thursday mm-hmm. and uh, my wife took me to bourbon country, Kentucky, and we spent three days and she allowed me to fancy a few bourbons. So I, uh, I drank my fair share of bourbon last week. And I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, each day I woke up saying today is a great day. Awesome. Well, everyone, we hope you uh, tune in every week. Uh, We hope we provide you with some entertainment and some information along the way. Until next week or next podcast, Steve Richmond, you don't want to miss it. You're right. Don't want to miss it. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. The Not Dead Yet podcast is powered by Mechanical Up Media and produced by John Masonbrink and Tim Ward. It is edited by John Masonbrink. Music presented by Jason Drum. And graphics furnished by Wayne Rowe. Thanks for listening, and until next week. <laughs>